0: Hey, what's up? This your homegirl Complex Angel and I'm the vibe.
1: And it's your girl Queen K. I'm the Vision.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been since last
1: week? Um, okay. Last week was uh it was okay, actually. Um I changed my mindset, so um my week actually turned out better. Um it's still F F is cool. online school stuff. <laughs> For real. Like, it's hectic. But you know, I'm I'm trying to have a positive outlook on it, but it's hard, baby, okay? It's just not working for me, it's not working for my kids. Um, but we're gonna push through. Um, but other than that, it's been so so. Um I've been dieting, because um, 'cause okay. I'm trying to look good for my birthday. But uh, y'all, this diet ain't working. It's about to kill me, y'all, like for real. Like I've been really hungry and angry at the same time and it's just not working for nobody. In my past at this time, but other than that, I'm excited because I'm counting down because October 16th I will be in Philly to see my baby, <laughs> Next so <week>. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll be home for the weekend. Yeah. But anyway, it's going pretty good. How about you? Um, it was really good.
0: Uh, I got to go and get, you know, some tropical smoothie cafe. They just built. They just put one in um, the Sheldon Hill Plaza in Philly, right next mm-hmm. to my favorite beauty supply store. So um, I got to enjoy that. Then I went inside the beauty supply store, and I collected on some Afrocentric earrings. I think that I'm really starting to, like, you know, collect that. It used to be Body Buddies and Perfumes. Now I have a new collection. And um, I just want to say, fuck Walmart. Y'all are the damn <laughs> devil, okay? I was supposed to go in there. And just buy a baby shower gift, and I end up spending $127 because I just had to get this essential diffuser, and I've been hooked on it ever since. It changes colors, and I be just sitting there, like, just meditating, (laughs) just staring at it in the trance. But other than that, my week was good. (laughs) So (laughs) with with that being said, we can get started with the show.
1: Yep. All right complex. What's that sipping tea for the soul topic tonight?
0: So the sipping tea for your soul topic tonight is is it gossiping or venting? And mm-hmm. um the reason why we and Clean K wanted to come up with this topic is because um we just found out from the Google Gods, you know, uh, mm-hmm. some things about gossiping that we really didn't think that it was. Well we'll get right into it. Now, Queen Kay, my first aspect is reflection, and I know we're going to get into the difference between venting and gossip later, but this first question is from a personal perspective. What was or what is venting to you and what is gossiping to you and which one became like second nature to you growing up?
1: Okay. Um, Okay. So venting to me is me pretty much um, talking to a friend about my own problems. Um, that Mm -hmm. I'm facing so it could be just my frustrations me letting out all of my frustrations and just having to get that out that's venting to me now gossiping on the other hand is when you like you know talking about this person and that person and you're telling it to somebody else and that person is not there to defend themselves you know you're pretty much talking about Mm -hmm. what you heard or what you saw you know something juicy you know the tea girl that'd be good for you but um, yeah. <laughs> growing up, my second nature leaned to gossip. Like, I would gossip more than I would admit. Um, I had mm. that habit really, really bad of gossiping. Um, but yeah, because, you know, it just be good to talk about somebody else other than yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. What about you, though?
0: Um, so venting, I definitely agree with you. Like, you know, just venting about your frustrations, um, talking to someone that really understands you. Because I know for me growing up, I had a very hard time with confrontation. Like, I, if I had a problem mm-hmm. with somebody, I didn't want to really voice it because I didn't know how it was going to come out. So it's like I would vent to somebody else. Um, gossiping, mm-hmm. now for me growing up, I always thought, that it was just like someone just saying negative things about somebody that wasn't true just to make themselves feel better. And um, growing up, you know, one of my family members used to gossip, and I thought that it had to be done a certain way for it to be gossiping because when she would talk about (laughs) the people, you know how we change our voices up to, like, kind of voice each person and stuff? She would do that. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's what gossiping is. But What became, like, second nature to me was gossiping as well. Like, um, when I would vent, I would go, you know what I'm saying, into, like, just talking about personal stuff and just, like, just really being messy because I was so hurt, and I wanted that person to hurt as much as me. So with that being said, uh, next question, have you ever gossiped about someone then allowed them back in Mm -hmm. your space what was the feeling of Ooh. letting them back in afterwards?
1: <laughs> mm, girl, all the time. Okay, oh, when I was younger, Okay, we're not going to talk about now. But uh, yes, I have definitely did that before, and it's okay. So. I, you, when I was younger, right, I didn't feel no type of way. Like, I would gossip, and then it would just be what it is, and I'd be, you know, I'd talk to that person, you know, the next day, like, nothing happened. But I started realizing, like, that was fake of me to be gossiping about somebody, you know, spreading, spreading, you know, gossip, spreading lies, spreading the truth, if it is the truth, you know. But I started feeling bad, so, like, the vibe was off. It kind of felt, like, awkward, and I kind of, like, started distancing myself. Like, if I would gossip about somebody, I would kind of distance myself from the person because I gossip. Okay, so I was gossiping not to hurt their feelings but just to have something to talk about, you know. It was just a conversation Mm -hmm. starter because I didn't feel like I had anything to offer or to talk about. So gossiping was just, like, me starting conversation, you know. Um, right. but I would feel bad because I know that, you know, they wouldn't like it if I was doing it. So, yeah. Hmm. And you said, what was um, the second part of it? Did I answer it?
0: What was the, what was the feeling of letting them back in after you gossiped about them?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I did answer. Yeah. The vibe it, the vibe is completely threw off after that. Like there's no way that you can look at that person the same because like I said, if the gossip is true, then you definitely mm-hmm. can't look at them the same. You know, you, you kind of like, uh, I don't know about that. So, yeah, that's how I feel. How right. about you?
0: Um, Yes, I've definitely got some about somebody. Um, I, I used to be friends with this person, and she, she could be like a bitch when she was mad. And mm. me, I would hold my tongue a lot because it's like I knew my mouth could be very reckless, and my mom and my grandma always taught me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But you know, the way she would talk to me and when we would fall out, I would be pissed that I held my tongue and I didn't say anything. So I would go Mm -hmm. to a mutual friend and just start talking about her saying, that's why this is going on. if That's why, you know what I'm saying, that is going on and everything. And I would just, like, really just say every hurtful thing that I wanted to say to her. And, yes, we had a very on and off friendship. So when Mm. she would come back around, I would be very nervous, like, yo, what if the mutual mm-hmm. friend says something to her? You know, like, I, <laughs> it was just crazy, like, like, what if it gets back to her? Like, I would just feel like it, it would be like a, a deep feeling of guilt on the on the inside of me. Like, yeah. yo, we're back friends, yep. and I just said this, this, and that about you. But then as soon as you fall <laughs> out again, it would be back to...
1: Bit, Like, you know, I would just start going down the line
0: and it just became unhealthy. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I definitely get that. That's that's me all day. But um okay, my first aspect is learned behavior. Okay, we're gonna dig mm-hmm. dig into this gossip and events in a little bit. Um, okay, so I know that we we have said on previous episodes, everything that we go through is learned, okay? So who would you say introduced you to gossiping? Uh, my grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> she did. My grandma. My grandma used to be on the phone talking about any everybody. Sometimes she would be talking about us, and it's like you just had to sit there and take <laughs> it. Um, and I remember one time it was brought to my attention that I was gossiping. I think I had to be, like, seven years old, and I was friends with, you know, two, like, oh, I'm still friends with one of them to this day, but the other one, we don't talk anymore. But at the time, two of my friends were having an issue with each other, and I was trying to be the mediator, and, you know, I was trying to get them to talk, and they was like, well, I won't talk to her, but I will say it through you. You know how he was in second grade. So mm-hmm. I was literally playing telephone back and forth. Like, she said, we would tell her this, this, and this. I would get off the phone, and I would tell her. My grandma came in there and popped the shit out of me and said, take your ass to bed for gossiping. <laughs> and I didn't believe that I was gossiping because I didn't change up my voice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't change it up at all. Like, I, wasn't, I was like, this isn't gossip. This is true. But... I learned over time that it's like you said, gossip is like when you, either it's rumors or it's personal information if that person's not there Mm -hmm. to defend themselves. But yeah, I got my ass whooped. What about you? (laughs) Okay. For
1: me, I would have to give this award to my mother and my aunts, right? So like, um, We would always meet up at my auntie's house, you know, for parties, get-togethers, or just because it was a Wednesday, right? And they would literally Mm -hmm. sit around the table, you know, they cards and probably got a little drink here and there, and they would just talk about people. You know, either they would talk about people, they would talk about themselves, and like you said, they would talk about us. But they were – I didn't know then that they were gossiping. Like, I didn't know what gossip was. So, me, right. my sister, and my cousins, we would try to recreate that. Like when they would go to the store or they would go to, uh, outside, we would sit at the table like we grown with some cars. My little outfit was <laughs> like, Girl, let me tell you about such and such. Like, that was us. And I didn't know, I didn't know that that was gossiping back then. You know, I just thought that that's what grown ups do. We talk about people. You could do that when you were right. grown up, right? So, yes. yes I, I give them that award. They started, then they lit this fire, and this is why I'm trying to did it now. So, yes, that is who I owe the Gossiping Award to. They definitely introduced that to me. They sparked my little interest. But my next question is, do you feel people gossip because they have nothing or feel like they don't have anything going for themselves?
0: Absolutely. I feel like it's that. And it's also because, like, that person is hurting so much and, you know, like, they're basically projecting how they feel onto others. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, me being a people pleaser growing up. I hung around some people that weren't really considered true friends and they like to gossip. And I'm like, hey, I want to hang around y'all. And I didn't think that it would affect me. But over time, you know, the people you hang around with, birds of a feather flock together. You really do become them. Yep. I became that person that would talk shit. Or if my friends called to talk about something, I would be all in, got the covers all over me, like, yeah, girl. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, it was, it was because it's like I wanted to fit in and everything, but at the same time, I felt like my life was not you know what I'm saying like it it wasn't interesting enough because it's like when I would talk mm-hmm. about things, it's like, oh, here you go, being the um you know I'm saying the debbie down there like girl like it's always something with you, so I would just engage mm-hmm. in talking shit about others, you know what I'm saying because this is what my friends want to talk about. What about you,
1: yeah mm-hmm. with me um I felt like i did I was boring um I felt like I didn't have anything going of importance Mm -hmm. or, like, interest to people. So gossiping became, like, second nature as a conversation starter. Like, I've always been, like, quiet and to myself. Like, I only express myself around my closest friends. I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. outgoing. And because of that, I didn't feel like I had anything going or anything important. So I would just, you know, jump in and talk about something that I heard or that I saw. You know because that kind of gets you right. hyped up, and then the person who talked back, you know. And then I did it because I was being a follower too, um, just wanting to hang around certain people. And I felt like, oh, this is what I got to do in order to be around this group, so let me go mm-hmm. ahead and put my little two cents in. So, um, and then as I got older, it was just like it was like second nature, like it, I didn't even think about it, as, you know, it was just it had just come out. It wasn't thought about right. or nothing. It was just, this is what I want to talk about today. This is the, the topic. This is the person, you know? Um, So it just became, like, second nature to me, to gossip. Um, But, yeah, right. so that is, that's how I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, now it's... I got stuff going for myself, right? But <laughs> before <laughs> I didn't feel like I had anything worth talking about. So I'm like, let me just talk about something else that I've heard that I haven't saw.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, um. My last aspect is environment. The first question out of there is, um, as someone who is putting gossip behind you, uh, can you allow yourself to be around others who still do it?
1: Hmm. I feel different, right? Okay, so me and Complex had a conversation probably about a month, into, maybe less than a month, into us starting this podcast up. And she was just like, you know what? I don't want to gossip anymore. That's not what we're talking about anymore. She was like, I'm at a different place in my life where I feel like I don't have to talk about, you know, uh, people or gossip. So I don't want to gossip. And at first I was thinking like, well, damn, we ain't got nothing to talk about. We ain't going to be talking. So um, <laughs> I felt like that at first. Right. But I'm starting to see that it is beneficial. Right. And at this moment, I can't really take when somebody gossip about somebody else. I kind of feel mm-hmm. eerie. Like, I I don't know. I don't – it's that guilt feeling that comes up like, uh-uh, I'm not about to talk about this person because what, what if they really going through something or what, you know, I shouldn't be talking about yes. them. They're not here to defend themselves. Like, I even get on my daughter now because she picked up gossiping too. So – and it was like oh, this is hard for me. So – I've been telling her, if that person ain't here, don't you say nothing about them. If you can't say it in front of them, then don't say it. So now I get, I'm kind of like pushing myself away from people that gossip. Like I'll let them know up front, nah, I don't really feel like talking about that right now. You know, can we talk about something else? Or I'll just change the subject. Like, they hit me with some gossip. Oh, well, what about when I did, you know, I try to change subject. Like, I don't get the same feeling, like, of excitement that I used to get, like, waiting to hear the tea, you know. it, It don't feel like that no more. It's just like, eh. Again, let's talk about what our goals are, you know, that type of stuff. What about you? Um,
0: I think it is hard for me because I still have, like, certain family members that will call that will gossip, and I will find myself, like, kind of diving back into that aspect and then I would try to change the subject. Like it won't be about like people that we know, it'll be like, like celebrities. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like the reason why I wanted to stop gossiping, cause I was watching the red table talk when she had Gabrielle Union on there. And Gabrielle Union said that, um, one of her life coaches, I forget what her name is, but she was the, she played the mom and baby boy. So she said that, you know, um, one time, she had tore somebody down, like, was just talking about them. And, you know, the life coach asked her, like, okay, what just benefited in your life talking about that person? Did you get a bigger house? Mm. Did you get a new car? Did you get some money? And I just thought about it, like, you know what, that's that's some real shit. Like, when I'm talking about somebody, that's blocking my blessings. And I've actually been at that point where I talked about somebody before and then, their life became my life. You know what I'm saying? I was talking about how Mm -hmm. they were so dumb and let a nigga run over them. And then that became my story. Like the Lord can humble you in so many ways when you got so Yes, I'm really trying to like, just really block it out. And, you know, just like, Hey, let's, let's change the subject. And some people feel like, Oh, you think you are better than me? Oh, you like, you're just so positive and everything. And it's not, I don't think I'm better than you. I just, I don't I don't know that person, you know what I'm saying? And who am I to judge them? I can't judge nobody. I have been, you know what I'm saying, in that low spot and I know how it feels when someone talks mm-hmm. about you. So yeah. yeah. So my you next know, question is, um, is it okay to vent about someone to others instead of just venting to the person who pissed you off?
1: To a certain extent, right? I feel like <laughs> venting to somebody else. <laughs> Venting to somebody else about somebody is kind of beneficial because you don't want to approach you don't want to approach nobody with anger because then you know y'all ain't gonna get nowhere because y'all gonna have an argument and y'all might start fighting. I think it's better mm-hmm. to voice it out to somebody else so they can tell you, look, this is how you should approach it, or you know, it'll just give you that opportunity to calm yourself down. Because when cause I know for me, like when I vent, I, I I instantly get calm once I get it all out. Once I get it all out, Mm -hmm. it's like a weight has been lifted off of me. So that, me being level-headed, I can then approach the person. Now, if you don't plan on approaching the other person, then I don't think you should (laughs) vent too much, you know? (laughs) Like, you have to have it in mind to, you know, I'm going to go to this person. But I do feel like it is beneficial to vent to someone else first. So mm-hmm. that way you can, you know, be level-headed to address the situation. That way y'all won't be in a shouting match. You know, you you already thought about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. And, you know, it ain't going to be an argument or a fight. So every okay. time I don't feel like it's best to vent to the person that pissed you off because at that moment, you'd be ready to kill somebody. Like, let's be honest. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, me... If I'm venting to you right away about you, then we about to fight because I I know how reckless my mouth gets. I know I can say some hurtful shit. And then if you say something back hurtful, it's over. We fighting. That's it. Done deal. Right? So I'll Mm -hmm. vent. To someone that I trust first. That's another big thing. You have to vent to someone that you trust and that's not going to be biased on the situation because they are just that your part. friend. Like with you, I can come to you and say, Tasha, look, I need you to be completely honest with me. Don't sugarcoat nothing. Don't hold back nothing. This is my problem. And you'll be like, well, come on now. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So you have to have somebody that's mutual. That's not going to be biased because they know you because then that that'll help you Calm down and approach that person better. So, about you?
0: Right. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I think um, I think it is best to vent to the person who pissed you off. But it, it is hard. I like to I like to mm. calm myself down and I like to think about it. I get very quiet when I'm pissed. Now, before that wasn't always the case, but I get very quiet now and I really try to think like, why are you pissed, girl? Is it worth it before <laughs> you snap? You know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I used to be the person that I would go where I would mess up was I would go to someone that the other person knew, and I would vent, and I was just like mm-hmm. kind of like I wouldn't say anything too harsh, but I would just ask like why does this person act like this? Because I would try to get like I want to get a better understanding because like I used to feel like sometimes maybe I was too sensitive and I took things too personal. But it would end up mm-hmm. being messy because they would go back and they would say something and it's like, oh, oh this shit went left field. Yep. And I wasn't even trying to go there. <laughs> so I definitely agree with you to vent to somebody that you trust. But because that happened, I was like, you know, I'd rather go to the source. And if I can't come to you, yeah. there's no point of us even being around each other because it's like I want relationships where we can talk. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to vent to somebody else, but I still get this irritating feeling when you come around. Like when you sneeze, it irritates me. I can't. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been there before. <laughs> definitely been there before. Okay. My last aspect is friendships. Do you think friendships are better with or without gossiping?
0: I think it's definitely better without gossiping. Um I don't know, it's like I'm at a place in my life Where like I want to travel with my friends I want to be able to make money With my friends and like you know like Just help each other like heal from Stuff and just like have Fun and just like you know be at a good place I know the world is not always Peaches and cream, we all have problems But it's like I don't wanna spend time with you, you know what I'm saying, taking my problems off of somebody, you know, taking my problems off of me to talk about somebody else and then I'm pissed all over again. You know, I just wanna be happy. Yeah. What about you? Um,
1: for me, I definitely feel like um friendships are better without gossiping. Because think about it, the less time we spend talking about other people We can spend talking to each other about motivating, uplifting, empowering each other, you know, helping each other reach our goals and our dreams, you know, and then giving each other that one-on-one time. I know for me, like, I'm super, I I work all day long between Mm -hmm. my job and my three kids. I be needing somebody to just talk to connect. you know, about Mm connect, like, um, I need that time that, you know, you give me. Like, you'll be like, okay, girl, how was your day? You know, what you what you got up? This is what we should do to reach this goal. Like, I need that mm-hmm. motivation. And we spend so much, like, I'm not going to lie. Like I said before, I really thought, like, once we stopped <laughs> gossiping, it was like, oh, well, damn, what we going to talk about? Because I don't know. <laughs> but it gave us more time to really learn each other that much more. Like, I thought we were close before. But once we both mm-hmm. made that commitment to not gossip, I feel like our friendship was taken to another level because me and you are mm-hmm. talking about our goals, our dreams, you know, we're talking about stuff of importance, worldly issues, shit we ain't never talked about before. And we actually enjoy <laughs> it. Like
0: we, right. it's the
1: same amount of time we didn't spend on the phone gossiping about people. We spend just talking about each other and uplifting and empowering each other. Like I'm loving this whole vibe. Like it's dope. So yes, I definitely feel like it is better without gossiping. But I know, you know, a little gossip slip here and there. I'm you know, Not perfect. I'm working on it, but um, you know, but I'm I'm better. So hey, listen, my it's last, good that you even uh-huh. admitted that. <laughs> hey girl, I have, hey, this is my platform right here. Got to be honest right here. This is where okay, nobody judge me. This is I love it's this place. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so my last question is when do you feel like venting is taken too far?
0: Um I know for me venting was taken too far like I said when I would go into saying personal shit about the person <laughs> and um mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not too happy about that because it just shows that I was a fake friend as well. Like you know, I think I went mm-hmm. around saying, victim too much and just, like, acting like I could do no wrong when I was doing a lot of fucked up shit. Like, you know, instead of mm-hmm. just expressing my frustrations to the person, you know what I'm saying, I, or or cutting them off because, you know, expressing myself to this person was never an option. But it, it wasn't cool. Like, I was saying, like, hurtful stuff, talking about her family and everything. Like, I was just, like, so hurt. And then when we would get back cool, I would feel bad. So, um... I think venting does go too far when you go into, like, personal stuff because it's like that has nothing to do with trying to find out, you know what I'm saying, how to fix the solution. Yeah. I get you.
1: Yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Um, I feel like venting is definitely taken too far when it's turned hateful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're venting about the issue at hand, it's different, but then when you start going into stuff like you said, it do it is bad. And I've mm-hmm. definitely been a, I've definitely been someone to do that. Like, I'll vent and vent and vent, but then it'll go personal. Like, it'll go back to their past and stuff that they didn't told me, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't went through. Then at that point, it didn't switch over to gossip because that's all I'm doing at that point. Like, it's not venting out my frustrations about what they did to me or how they made me feel. It's, oh, I just want you to know how low down they are at that point. You know, I want to yeah. make them look low. I feel like mm-hmm. that's when venting for me is taken too far, when I want that person to look low in the eyes of others, and I don't ever want to get back to that point, because who am I to judge someone, you know? Um, yes, yeah. None of us are perfect. We're all made imperfectly perfect, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I know I said that
1: wrong. I said that wrong. Yeah, but it's that's all right though. Perfectly See, I imperfect. Up. Up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. <It's> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. When when you take Vincent to that point where you just want them to pretty much be nothing, I think that's that's too far. It's time to pump your yeah. brakes and reevaluate because if you're not even talking about the situation at hand anymore, why are you still going on about the person? So yeah, yeah.
0: that is yeah.
1: my it- take on it.
0: Yeah, I was going to piggyback real quick before we segue. Um go ahead, girl. You know, like, also, like, with venting and everything and just, like, I don't know, like, just going and saying, like, personal stuff, it makes the person that you're venting to look like, well, damn, I don't know if I can tell you any shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because, like, you're revealing, like, okay, your loyalty really ain't there, so if we fall out, you know what I'm saying, are you going to do this to me, too? So that's what I yeah. had to kind of just take, take note of, like... I had to be a reflection of the people that I wanted around me. So yeah,
1: mm, that's dope. That is dope. Yeah, my mama used to tell me that all the time. Like you talk, you running your mouth about other people, but I guarantee they do. They doing the same thing. Like you have to look at yes. it like that. Like people are watching you just like you're watching them. And if you going around yes. doing somebody else's gossip, in the back of their mind, they think, oh, you talk about me just as quick, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. Yep. Like. You have to be who you you have to be the person that you want your friends to be. right? Like, did I say that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to be a very. I you said have that to be right.
1: A mm-hmm. I said twin okay. <laughs> <laughs> <queen cake. laughs> But yeah, so that was a good one. Oh, c- complex. Can you tell everybody what the definition of gossiping is? Because I did not know.
0: Okay. Uh so it says the definition of gossip. This is Google Guides. Um, is someone who reveals personal information about others, a friend who passes on the secrets of other friends, but asks you not to tell us. Is tell is an example of gossip. Gossip is defined as the private information about others shared in conversation or print, um, and like also like you know telling rumors and everything. So yeah, that humbled me when I read that. Like oh shit. I need to because I things. was just
1: like, oh shit! I've been definitely gossiping. My bad. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank you so much for finding that definition because I'm telling you, it really opened my eyes to a lot of my toxic ways. Like I didn't stuff that I didn't even think was gossip. I was gossiping and been doing it for quite some time. So it's it's good to come up out of that. So thank you.
0: I appreciate mm-hmm. that. No pro. Do you have any shout out, um any uh, shout outs ready as one woman question last week?
1: I don't, because I'm sorry, y'all, I didn't post it, my bad. But, yeah, so Complex, do you have any shout-outs?
0: Yeah, I'm going to shout-out queen underscore B and uh, Naked.in.unashamed. So, uh, well, naked.in, you yeah, Naked and Unashamed. Anyways, but Naked and Unashamed says, I use, I'm sorry, the as a woman question last week was, as a woman, do you fear change because of the loyalty you have for other people? So, Naked and Unashamed said, I used to. However, I'm learning there are some misconceptions about loyalty, especially in regards to being a woman. Uh, queen underscore B said, I used to, but I feel when you mature, you understand things more logically, and you stop being there for everyone and everything, especially if you're a mother or wife. You have to look at things differently. So, thank you, ladies, for answering that question. So, the question this week is, um, as a woman... What is one of your weaknesses?
1: Hmm. <laughs> what is one of my weaknesses? Um I would say lack of self-love is my biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. Um because I I mean, I'm coming out of it, but I still struggle with this a lot, and I feel like me not loving myself is my downfall to everything. Like, it's why Mm -hmm. I'm in the situations that I'm in now. I'm trying to change my outlook on life, but me not loving myself has definitely kept me in the shadows. Um, Mm -hmm. Another weakness of mine is uh, some of my toxic ways that I'm trying to let go. Uh, especially in dealing with relationships and learning when to let go and be happy. Mm -hmm. So those are my toxic ways that I'm, I mean, you know, those are my weaknesses right now that I'm battling with. So, yeah. What about you? Uh,
0: My biggest weakness is fear. Um, Fear has played a part of my life since I could remember. Like, I've just lived in fear of everything. And, I mean, I get that type of anxiety where, like, my chest is tight, I can't breathe, my armpits are sweaty. Like, I've had anxiety attacks, and I just never, I never, like, really mentioned it because, you know, in black families, it's like, you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Yep. So, um, you know, I've I've just always lived in fear, you know, whether it came to rodents you know, uh, animals, whether it came to crime, you know, but my biggest one is fear of love because, um, you know, I was introduced to death uh, very early on. I talk about this on my other podcast. I was introduced to death at like seven years old and um, I didn't understand it, but I think by the, the second time I really came to understand death, I was 12 years old. And I lived in fear of getting close to people because I'm like I don't like the fact of getting close to someone and then they pass, and I don't like this empty yeah. feeling I have. And that empty feeling would drive me to do things that I was honest, I was very ashamed of, having sex, you know, um, getting in relationships with guys who didn't, you know, respect me. So I was getting disrespected. It was just a lot, and. Like my biggest fear is like just getting close to people. Like we're getting older. We're not getting any younger. And yeah. you know, I just I'm just always holding my breath like every year. Like, am I gonna is this gonna be a year where somebody passed or is this gonna be a year where everybody's gonna pass through? You know what I'm saying? We're gonna all go through this year together. Like, I don't know. I don't wanna mm-hmm. live I don't wanna live in that fear though. I don't wanna be scared to love others and be close. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I have a very close relationship with you, DC, you know what I'm saying? You know, and my boyfriend and like, you know, even my cousin back at home, I have a very close relationship and it's like, I just always Mm -hmm. pray like God, you know what I'm saying? Even with my family, even though we're not on good terms, just please let us get through each year without any death yeah. because like death it takes a toll on me. So that is one of my weaknesses because it holds me back a lot. And mm. I, you know, some I just need to work on. So yes. Yeah.
1: You wanna know what complex, what you just saying that um I just like had a little epiphany or whatever, uh, about mm-hmm. another one of my fears. I will have to say I have a I mean my weakness. I would have to say my weakness is jealousy. Like I compare my life to everybody else's and I feel like I should be here if they doing this, you know, and Mm -hmm. that holds me back because I'm so focused looking at their blessings that I'm, I'm not even seeing mine in front of me. Um, I, I feel like where I'm at, like right now, being a mother of three kids, I should not be right here. And I oftentimes compare my life to other people. Like, why didn't my life turn out like that? Especially, like, friends from high school. Like, you see them going off, living mm-hmm. their life, even with one or two kids. And it's like, look at where you stuck at. And I lose focus on what God is, what God has for me because I want what they got. But that's not for me because, you know, what God has for me, it will be for me. And it's just been hard mm-hmm. for me to kind of process that lately. I'm working towards it, but I just have to keep telling myself that. But, yeah, one of my weaknesses, and it's definitely holding me back, is jealousy because I compare myself too much.
0: So, yeah. I think that we all get into the habit of comparing because I do that, too. Like, I'll compare myself to um, people on Facebook. Like, I'll see them travel. Like, I'm like, damn, I ain't never been to Miami. Damn, I ain't never been here. You know what I'm saying? But then (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will stop myself and I will go look at how far I've come and I will look at how, you know, where I was. And where I am now You know what I'm saying Like of course We want to get We want to see ourselves Get to like This place But we have to stop And just look back And see how far we come I am the same way I will compare Myself Like oh you got me Fucked up And it's like nope <laughs> that is not my life. I have a different purpose from that person, and I'll just go look at how far I've come. Like you got a book out, you got a podcast out. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're back happy. You you didn't know who you were yeah. two years ago. Mm-mm. You know I, I'm just like I'm telling you because it could be so much worse. But thank you for definitely sharing yeah. that. So yeah, thank you. Okay. no problem. Okay, so, so uh, our ready next
1: topic. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Going business. Well, I was going to say, you got any glowing businesses? You got the flow? Uh-uh. Nah, baby, I ain't got none today. But Shout out to none. Dynamic Culture. <laughs> Dynamic Culture Go cop okay, the merch. Uh, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. Oh, man.
0: Um, I got one. Uh, this week for Glowing Business, we are shouting out Amber Walker's Catering Company, Ideal Habits, LLC. Mm. Um, she does private dinners, catering for small and large events, private cooking lessons for couples or groups, and more. They are able to ah, wait. They are able to bring restaurant style service to your home. I do not have her website, but you can go find her at um, Amber Walker on Facebook. Uh, Amber Walker's Catering Company, Ideal Habits LLC. So please go support if you're in the Philadelphia area. Um, you know, it's some birthdays coming up, it's some holidays coming up. I don't think y'all they don't mm-hmm. celebrate Sweetest Day here. So yeah, that doesn't even count. Never really? mind. Scratch that. No, Sweetest Day is just in Michigan and Ohio. You can tell, they don't do that here.
1: <laughs> well, fuck Sweetest Day, girl. I don't got no sweetie. See <laughs> y'all here by myself. Okay. <laughs> well, you you uh, got anything to say? Oh, uh, did I have something to I do actually. You wanna know what? Okay, so I'm going to use this platform because I don't know who's listening, but here in Michigan, I don't know if other states are um, are experiencing this. Um, this is about what I do. I am a child care teacher. Well, I'm, I'm a teacher, okay? I'm going to just say that, but I'm a child care educator. I work in early child care um, where we work for um, daycare center is what people will call it, but here in Michigan, they don't want to pay us. We are the lowest paid people on the totem pole. We get the short end of the stick. They do not see us as educators, even though they require us to hold degrees to do this position. Like just for me to teach kindergarten, I had to get a bachelor's degree in education. But they don't see us as teachers because instead of working in the school, we work in a child care center. So they are pretty much trying to cut us out. They don't deem us as essential. We didn't get all the the hazard pay, the perks, the um, extra insurance, the security that these teachers get. But meanwhile, we are with these kids every day, coming in close contact with them for long periods of the day. I work 12 hours every day. And how dare you tell me that I'm not essential? So Anybody that's here in Michigan, or if you are experiencing this anywhere else, you are essential, please talk to your state representatives. Try to write your governor. Like we have been – I actually went to a rally for child care providers. Um, Shout out child care providers for a change. I believe that's what it's called on Facebook. But um, we went to a rally where we had to go to uh, to the Capitol building in Lansing, and we also went to the governor's mansion just to rally and let them know that we are essential we ended up a news reporter ended up getting our story but um pretty much when we went to the governor's mansion we was you know pushing the button for help but they kept hanging up on us or they just they completely ignored us nobody came out but they did call the police on us so um but but i my my thing is I felt empowered when they called the police because it's like, okay, now that I got your attention, that means you hear me. That means you see that I'm here. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that girl, I'm just tired of them. Like, how dare you, how how can you say that we're not essential when we build the foundation for your children, we're keeping your kids safe, you know? So how is it? Mm -hmm. We have the most precious gift on this earth. We have the future that we're building and shaping and molding and educating. So, to just be called just a babysitter, it hurts my feelings because that's what they pay us as. Like, oh, I'm going to just, you know, y'all just watch them. That's it. No, but we do so much more. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. is my, my little vent. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just passionate about education. I know I want to change my my whole little career path, but education has my heart. That's what I wanted to be since I was a little girl. And to be in that field and for them to just completely, you have completely nothing to fall back on, it just kind of, it's scary for one because I have three kids, but then it hurts so bad because I put 11 years into being an educator for you to tell me just because I'm not at a school building, you won't treat me the same. But I hold the same degree all of those teachers do. So, yeah, it just kind of make you look like, damn, I just, I went in debt. To do what exactly? Because I have nothing to fall back on. So that that is my little vent for right now. What about you, uh, Complex? You got anything to say? Um,
0: yes. Uh, but no. Thank. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I hope things work out. Uh, I just wanted thank to you. shout out um, Brian Charles in Michigan. We went to school together. You know, my homie, uh, thank you. He reached out, and he supported and bought three copies of my book, No Apologies. I really appreciate that, and I hope you enjoy. The books are on their way. Guys out there, please go support or download at uh, Amazon, No Apologies, by Complex Angel, or get the paperback on Amazon.com. And, yep, that's all I have to say. All right, Queen K, what is the A.O. Kings and Queen Quote this week?
1: All right, y'all Listening in, y'all already know I got these quotes from Pinterest Okay, Uh, we have a Love-hate relationship, but we are getting better So I have Two that I I really, really like Um, The first one Is by Dr. Maya Angelou And it says, if you are always Trying to be normal You will never know how amazing You can be I had to learn this because I, for so long I've tried to conform to everybody else of what I thought normal was, but I lost myself, you know, and I kept second-guessing myself on everything that I would do, if I would laugh too loud, if I would wear this, if I would do that. But the moment I just said forget it and start just being connected, you know, you feel so much better. Like, you feel like a weight is lifted off of you, and I'm learning every day. Just be yourself. Be who God created you to be. He created you to be an individual. He didn't create you to be like everybody else, because if that was the case, you would look and dress and talk and walk like everybody else. Everybody would be the same. He created you different, so live in that. Um, my other quote is, always go with the choice that scares you the most because that's the one that is going to help you grow. Change can be scary,
0: y'all. Like,
1: y'all already know. I've expressed before time and time again that I fear change. But at the end of the day, when you walk by faith and not by sight, you'll be amazed at how your life can change for the good. Like, you have to be led by faith, even though it may be scary. Like, you can tell when God is Speaking to you. You know, um, it might seem scary and it may seem like you're not even qualified for it, but please believe if God told you to do it, just jump on it. He'll make sure He ordered every step. You know, He just needs to see that you're going to jump for it. So even if the change is scary, go for it, y'all. Do whatever that you want to do, you know, especially if you know it's touched by God. Do it and watch Him order your steps. Watch how successful you will be. You know, it's going to be hard, but. Like I said, be led by faith and not by sight. So those are my two uh, quotes for the week. Complex, was that? No apologies, Fox. So God humbled me
0: this weekend. Um, he had a talk with me, and his words were, um, I put you through pain to teach you what growth feels like, not to hate or hold grunches. Um, I am mm-hmm. a person that can hold a grudge, you know what I'm saying, longer than I can hold a man. I'm going to just be honest with you. Um, oh, I will God, no you didn't. I'm so serious I can't and like even it, when I'm in a better place I will still think about hurtful things that have happened to me and I will think hateful thoughts um, you know it's it's easy for me to cut people off but when it comes to my family you know what I'm saying of course you got to deal with them but I still find myself like kind of distancing myself like I'll get a certain feeling like you know how like a person will pop up in your head and you thinking about them, like, okay, maybe I need to reach out if they're coming up my head so much, but then I will sit up there and I will overthink how the conversation is going to go. This is what's going to happen. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I have to learn to accept people for who they are. You know what I'm saying? I think yes. that that's one of my vices. Like I like to try to, change people to act a certain way to make me feel comfortable around them. And, you know, if, if I feel uncomfortable around you and I'm scared of confrontation, we can't be around each other. So I'm just, like, really learning to accept people for who they are, learning that everybody has mm-hmm. their own path to go down. You know what I'm saying? I had, like, it's like you said earlier, you know, just like we observe people, people are observing us. Just like we come into people's lives for a reason, they come into our lives for a reason as well. And...
1: I'm just Mm -hmm. learning
0: that hurtful shit that happened to me, it made me stronger. I shouldn't hold grudges. People in my family that have hurt me, love them from a distance, pray for them. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? But still do your part and, you know what I'm saying, just still say, like, you know what, I'm here for you. Because that person probably never seen what real love was like and you have to be that reflection for them. It may be hard as Mm -hmm. shit, but just try. So that shit humbled me this weekend. So that is my no apology thoughts. Um,
1: All right, shout out to that All right, hey man.
0: (laughs) Right, you know I felt like I I I got my ass whooped when I came out that ring, but you know what? It was fine. It was fine.
1: But uh, (laughs) with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the Vibe, and I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision,
0: and peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.